0: and Sylvie. You know, I'm gonna be playing in this casino. I like this place, and uh, live from the book. I'm gonna be spending some money at Horseshoe and, Casino in Hammond, Indiana. You know, I I hope I win some money, and um, I just I just need someone to keep track of what I'm spending, you know, because I I'm an impulsive gambler. On ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. <laughs>
1: Our football Friday. We've made it to the weekend. NFC, AFC championship games. Actually, the AFC game is first. Start. This is when I start to get a little sad. Does that make any sense? Yes. Three games left. You know, it's it's one great Sunday, and then you're like, "Oh my gosh, this is the college is done." Next week, I got nothing. They try to give me the Pro Bowl, which stinks. (laughs) They try to give you the Pro Bowl. No, they're they're
0: giving you the Pro Bowl, right, Well, they try. They, I mean. Can you can listen? When was the last time there was only two games on a Sunday in the NFL schedule? The last time? Yeah, last week. Oh, that's true. I mean, two <laughs> games. Two games in the weekend. I guess yes. is what I mean. There were two games I on mean, Sunday, Sunday last week. I mean, two games it on was a
1: weekend. Two on Saturday, two on Sunday. Two games
0: on a weekend.
1: That's why I like last week. As my favorite weekend, because you got two on Saturday. Right. You got two on Sunday.
0: Okay, let me rephrase it. Yeah. When was the last time we were only given two NFL games for a weekend? I don't this know. This time I mean. last, same time last year.
1: Yeah. Right? Right. And then do you remember what happened? Will there be controversy? That's a good question. I mean, it's uh, there's already been controversy this postseason, hasn't there? With? Well, with Seattle and, and Green Bay, there was controversy. There was controversy with New Orleans again. I mean, the officiating has, again, yeah. been under the microscope. And if I'm a betting man, and we are which at Horseshoe, are, which you are, I would bet that yes, then on Monday, save this, Maller, that on Monday we will be talking about another thing that officials did that we say WTF.
0: That the officials did?
1: Yes. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm zeroing in on these part timers yeah. who like to call themselves NFL officials. Right. And then, hey. Al, Or Al Riveron, who says, hello, everybody, this is Al Riveron.
0: Will you watch these games on Sunday with a skeptical eye? Did that my wallet just fall out of my pocket? Um, <laughs> or did you, if, or did if, you if, steal if, it from if, my pocket? If, if there that? isn't
1: a sign from the gambling gods... Come over here and make a bet! Then Come your, wall, then your wall, wallet falling out of your pocket
0: at a casino, I don't know what is. Listen, I have a wife and four daughters... It's quite, always quite often my wallet has, it goes missing from my pants. Um, <laughs> what I was going to say, well, at any point, will you be watching these games on Sunday with a skeptical eye based on what has transpired in the world of Major League Baseball? Like, will you be looking at the left calf of any of the quarterbacks thinking that? Hey, maybe the same technology could be used for a quarterback. Here comes when, pressure. When pressure's coming from the blind side, Get did you just it. give him a little zip?
1: That's a good question. You know, frankly, I don't care. I, I really don't. Wow, there's a I, difference between football uh, and baseball. I, 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 Why don't you care? I don't. I mean, I just just give me delicious football.
0: Okay, but I mean, or, do you I, have the same feeling about baseball? Yeah. I, like you. So you, you don't care about I'm that? I'm not standing on
1: my – we started the show with that – I'm I'm not standing on my soapbox today saying vacate the 27.
0: I'm not World either, Series. but I also would prefer it not
1: to happen. Well, of course. But we all know that athletes cheat
0: and they've cheated decade after decade. And coaches cheat. I think you're more okay with football cheating. I think everyone is more okay with football cheating than baseball cheating. I think cheating. that in general terms, yes. So keep an eye on the left calf. Okay. They're all right-handed quarterbacks, right? So the blind side will be their backside. So you plant legs, you right legs. That's why Ryan
1: Tannehill has been able
0: to turn it so around. So think about it. I'm doing I'm like I'm dropping back and I'm I'm scanning the field. My back yeah, right. And when I get that little jolt in my back left calf, I know that the pressure's coming. I either got to get the ball away or I got to turn and look and move. Keep an eye on that. Okay. Waddle is telling everyone keep eye to eye keep their eye on that. I'm just saying in the skeptical world of sports that we live in now, and you're okay with it. How about halftime steroid shots? You're good with that, too? You know... Uh, Are uh, you okay with you,
1: that? You don't understand what I'm saying. Let let me see a terrific product,
0: and that's it. Well, listen, don't tell me that... Okay. Uh, what about cocaine? What, we do we do what that? Okay. Yes, we can. Altuve taking Aroldis Chapman deep to win the game in the ninth it's inning. A pretty cool seven. moment, wasn't
1: it? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Are you okay with it? No, I'm not okay with it.
0: That's what I'm saying. There is a football bias I here. I was saying with rego- ingest to. Rego- uh, but with I'm not going to be
1: sitting up there like chicken little staring at everyone for cheating this weekend. You will,
0: you will if you've got money on the game and the opposite team of the team you bet on is beating your team. Then you will be looking for reasons to blame why you lost. Am I right about that, Abdallah? Yes. It's, I, I got it's some... the gambler's
1: crutch. Before we get to Kyle Long here, and, and I thought he gave great insight about the Bears' offensive line. What is our teaser? Are we all in for this teaser? I think there's been some controversy because, well, you like the Packers. Yeah, but I'm okay riding with the team. I mean, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, so I'd rather just be a silent investor and ride with yeah, the team. But,
0: okay, so like when he texts text us no, after I, the 49ers gag, and, and I'm getting barrage from Sylvie text about
2: it. Look, you're it's back. buyer,
1: it's buyer beware. Yeah, I yeah. can't do that to you if you're in. Just like my Dallas Cowboys bet. You guys didn't really give no, me much give you stuff any. about having the Cowboys at thirty-five
0: to one to win the Super Bowl. God, yeah.
1: I mean, no, we didn't. You, we did you want you, in? You're getting really, I
0: had forgotten about it to the point where yes, yeah. of course we didn't. We give were you. supposed to be talking about the
1: Cowboys yeah. and Niners. So right now,
0: I I say, and we all have input obviously because it's all of our money, but I say we we don't mess with the totals. Don't mess with the totals. Weird stuff can yeah, happen. So you him. don't. You don't want fourteen teasers. You just want. I just two give teams. me two teams. It's a teaser Sunday. Give me 49ers. Give me the Chiefs. 49ers minus one and minus one and a half. Chiefs minus one. Give me that. That, that
1: the road dogs have 10. won. Like I heard Philly Godfather say fifty six percent
0: of the time this year. Yeah, and Philly Godfather likes a teaser Sunday. So he called Philly even, Godfather yeah. was the one that was on with Cap calling it a teaser weekend. Anyway. Right. Right. And he said he actually talked about that teaser. All right. Let's take it. Let's go. All right. I don't think you can bet a teaser here, K. I'm going to do it on my phone. Okay.
1: Do they not have teasers?
0: I know you can bet a parlay because I went up there and bet a parlay. parlay. You get a parlay card, you fill it out, you can bet a parlay. Okay. I want to play you
1: this from Kyle Long, who is great. So we all in real quick. Yes. Meller. Yeah, I'm in, baby. What are we doing? And we do it forty bucks a guy, twenty dollars a guy. Yes, no, conference championship
0: weekend. Come 50, on, 50 fifty. We'll fifty it. A guy, Why? fifty wait, wait, a guy. Wait. What happened to doubling every bet that we lose? I think what, we have what, to double what, it up so what, we, we what? walk away winners on the season. I'm
1: just gonna set up my damn Chase account with the automatic payment. Okay, fine. At, at Sunday at eight o'clock to send it up dollar fifty bucks. Okay. Fifty bucks. I'm, I'm going to set 50, it up.
0: Fifty-fifty. Feels a little 50. light to me, but fine. Yeah. Okay, here's wow. Mellor. Meller, do you want to pick up like 12 50 a piece that yes. uh, he, he doesn't want? He only wants $25? Yeah. Get, I'll, I'll go less. I'm doing deep breaths no, over here. No more. That's stupid. Mellor, I you want to pick, yes. pick up this yes. 12 dollars half Give 12. me it all, Waddle, whatever. Last I'll time we did this, we got kicked right in the marbles, but right. I'll do it. We're get kicked together. That's okay. I got 62 50 in. Sure.
1: Okay. All right. So, can we get to Kyle Long here? Sure. Kyle Long was on with Carmen and Yurko. He talked about Harry Heastan and what like why did they sour on Heastan? And you got to listen to this. Oftentimes, and he did this with Mitch. He wasn't overly critical of Mitch. And a lot of times even though he's just retired, um, they they still won't go in on their former teammates. Uh we don't. We don't have that now. Abdal, talk, talk to me here.
0: Uh, I am getting the the text message from Jesse Rogers. If uh, Jeff Mellor, this is bad on the air. If Jeff Mellor would kindly pick up the phone for Jesse.
1: Yeah, got, Jesse's he's calling he's in with our guest. Up. I believe Mellers by he's himself down there. Right Mellor's now. trying to do yeah, the, the two jobs. Yeah, he's calling in right now
0: on the uh, caller line. So if you could, uh, we could
1: have a guest <laughs> from Cubs Con, Is
0: that <laughs> yeah, what you're telling yes, me? Yeah, we do. Yeah. All
1: right. So we will wait. We'll hold here. your Kyle Long thoughts. Yeah.
0: Hold Kyle, Kyle Long. As we're waiting, Kyle made a very good point. He knows the he, personnel's he, not as good. He
1: said that the offensive line needs, needs to be to improved
0: better. with personnel. I think that the message that I took, uh, the conclusion I took from what Kyle had to say is that it needs to be a collaborative effort, and there needs to be improvement around Mitch for Mitch to be able to go out and play well. And that if he's got better pieces around him, the plan is better, that he does expect Mitch to get back to where they need him to be. So he didn't he was not going to write Mitch off. I thought though that those are his brothers,
1: you know, the offensive sure. linemen yeah. that he but he said the personnel the Bears have yeah. it's not good enough. That's right. Like our pleasure this sort of a tradition that we've done before where during Cubs convention and their media gathering Theo Epstein is kind enough to pick up the phone for us. And uh, we go live to the Cubs convention right now where we pick it up with the Cubs president. Theo, happy new year. How you feeling?
2: Happy New Year, guys! I love I love this tradition because it saves me twenty minutes. I would be out there with Tessie and his cohort getting grilled, so this is perfect for me. How's it work for you guys? Yeah, I, it's great
1: for us. But I don't know if after the twenty minutes, if you'll have the same thought. Oh, oh no, I mean, stop! Just, just saying. All right, bring us. it. Bring it. All right. Well, um, what what is the? I'll get right to the brass tacks then. Since you said that, what is the plan this off season for you guys?
2: The plan this off season is, uh, given the you know the landscape that we have this at this moment in time, and every every club goes into the off season with you know certain parameters and certain factors that they have to either take advantage of or, or operate around. Um, do everything that we can to um, accomplish two uh, overriding goals. One is improve the two thousand twenty club to put the best team possible on the field and, and try to win the division and make it deep into October and win a World Series. And then two, and this one has particular emphasis for us as we get, you know, closer to 2021, is, is operate with a long-term view as well and, and do everything we can to improve the long-term health of the baseball operation and to ensure that we, um, you know, don't have a significant drop-off Uh When we get to the inevitable transition away from, from this core group of guys to the, to the next Cubs team. So we're trying to do both those things. I think, you know, going into the winter once, you know, once you have your, you know, budgets and, and you see how the season ends up and we knew we'd be more active in trades than in free agency. That was just going to be a reality for us this winter. And you see how that shakes out. We tried to strike early with some trades and the dynamic this winter across the game has been, um, it's been a very kind of robust and engaged free agent market. And, um, there've been fewer trades than normal up to this point, I think, because there were good free agent alternatives. And, uh, now that, The best free agents have signed. I think this week is uh, a trend of teams kind of turning to trade talks, and I'm not going to say it's ideal. Um, You know, certainly being as uh, quiet as we've been the last couple months, I'm sure there's an opportunity cost associated with that, some missed opportunities, but um, I do sense, because of the lack of trades around the industry up to this point, that it'll probably be a little bit more active between now and spring training than you typically see late in the off offseason. We still have a lot we'd like to do. I'm not sure what, what we will be able to do, but we'd still like to make some moves that improve the 20 team and also make some moves to ensure a better future. We've come close to some things, but haven't gotten anything significant done? I still think there's time to do that.
0: Uh, Theo, you've been doing this a long time. How would you describe this off-season period for you individually? Would you describe it as difficult, frustrating? Is there a different adjective? Do you think best describes it?
2: Yeah, it's it's, it's frustrating, you know, and, and that's why someone asked me earlier. You know, what do you say to the fans who are really frustrated? And I said, Oh, God, I totally understand. You have every, every right to be, and and we often leave the office frustrated. You know, when you have a player who. Um, you think's a really good fit and and you might be able to assign to a reasonable deal that you know will provide some value and he makes your team better in a lot of ways and you want to do it um but it just doesn't fit this winter that's frustrating you know you leave you leave feeling um, you know like you like you didn't accomplish something that you you really should' have accomplished and and so yeah it's frustrating but um i I also you know I've also been around long enough to be realistic that you know, there are going to be winners when you know you've you've cleaned your books and you've got a couple uh, young players who are, are really good that, that that are blocked by by established players. You know, you can you know you're going to probably make a trade at that position one way or the other, and bring someone in, and there are a couple of free agents who are really fit that you can afford, and you, you just know you're not sure how it's going to shake out, but you've got you know you're going to accomplish. Um, several big things, and you just, you kind of just can't wait to go out and, and try to optimize that, and do the absolute best you can. But one way or another, you're going to make the, you know, next season that much better. And, 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 and that's, you know, that's really exciting, but you also don't have those every winter. You don't have those every winter. You know, look, there's not a team out there doing that every single winter. And we've kind of known for a while that as you, as we got to the back end of the CBA and this, the second to last offseason, of this uh, collective bargaining agreement that it was going to be tough um, on us and, and other big market teams that have won and so have good, good players on their roster that they've won consistently with. If you look at, you know, we won the World Series in 16, the Astros in 17, the Red Sox in 18. Those are larger market teams that had good players that are got more expensive through the arbitration process, added free agents on top of that uh, to try to win. And, you know, collectively, like the three of us, We've been pretty quiet this winter. There hasn't been much, and it's not an excuse, but it's just part of that landscape I talked about is, um, you know, towards the end of the CBA, we knew it was going to be a lot tougher than earlier in the CBA for us to squeeze more talent onto the, the roster, just given the nature of the system and the way this collective bargaining agreement works. So, yeah, it's frustrating, but I also feel like you never know when it's going to be that day that you, you make a small trade um, you show up an opportunity opens itself a gm calls an agent calls, and you make a move even a small one that might make the difference um, for you uh, and, and for your ball club you know raising the floor in certain areas or even finding an impact guy that can make all the difference in the world so we're still exce- i know people are like looking sideways at us that we're, we're saying we're excited about this team but we really are there's a lot of untapped talent uh we underachieved last year. Let's just be honest about it. We were a 90 win team on paper. If you look at our underlying performance, we won 84 games. We had a lot of things go wrong. We weren't healthy. Um, you know, David Ross brings a ton to the table that we're excited about as much as we'll miss Joe. Sometimes that kind of change and a new voice um, can, can have an amplifying effect in certain areas. And, and, and you know, it, when, when you also don't bring in a lot from the outside, um, there can be a silver lining sometimes in the opportunity it creates. If you know, if this is the year because we've been a little, you know, a lot uh, less active, if this is the year that Ian Hap goes out there and gets his, you know, 550, 600 at bats and is able to consolidate the gains that he's made, and guys got a, over 800 OPS for his career as a big leaguer, learned a lot last year, and is a totally different guy now. If he gets that opportunity to go play because we didn't bring in someone to block him and that turns out to be you know silver lining then then fantastic so i get the frustration but i still think there's a lot that we are excited about now we have have to prove it
0: uh theo maybe another item filed under the category of frustration why has the bryant arbitration ruling taken so long
2: you know that that one's just completely beyond our control so we can't there's nothing we can do about it and so we're just not going to get you know overly frustrated by it We're, we respect the process it's you know we respect chris's rights it's um it's not our grievance it's his it's obviously important to him that's why he brought the grievance so um because of that i'm going to respect his rights and his decision to bring it forward i'm going to respect the process respect the arbitrator and it's a, there's a broader industry, industry issue at stake too between Major League Baseball and, and, and the Players Association. And they have to get this right. The arbitrator has to get this right. There's a lot of materials involved, a lot of arguments involved in the presentation. And we'd rather that, uh, the arbitrator take his time and get it right than rush to a judgment just to, uh, appease, you know, our offseason or something like that. So just going to sit back and respect it and we can, we can handle any any timing and we can handle the consequences and we'll accept whatever judgment there is and move forward Theo Epstein, Cubs
1: president, joining us Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000 Yesterday at his charity event Theo, Anthony Rizzo said the business end of baseball is as cutthroat as ever "Quote: mm-hmm. We're talking about trading the MVP of the league a couple of years ago You know you're going to be asked this by fans all weekend at the Cubs convention What is Chris Bryan's future with your team?
2: Yeah, just to answer first of all, on Anthony's quote, I I loved every word he said. I thought it was accurate and from the heart. If you look at the whole quote, he said, "Yeah, the business is as cutthroat as it's ever been." Um, You know, he he, he alluded to you know the trade rumors about you know a guy who won the MVP a couple of years ago. He he mentioned that a lot of our own players turned down contract extensions a couple of years ago, and that in his opinion, it looks like it was the right move because with some of the contracts young guys are signing now when they get to the free agency, um, they might end up making more money for having turned down our overtures. And then he was asked if any of this affects the relationships involved with, uh, you know, is, uh, with me and Jed and, and, and with the organization. And he said, no, said, of course not. He goes, we've built up a lot of trust and respect over the years. And those relationships are good. Just both sides have to be realistic about the business of the game. He's a hundred percent right. And that's what happens. Um, uh, in the course of the offseason, there, there are trade-offs um, every step of the way. And there are going to be times that the cl- club has to aggressively assert its position and look out for its interests, whether it's, you know, taking someone to arbitration if, if, if we think the numbers aren't right. It's not something we do often at all, but we've done it. Or whether it's um, drawing a line in the sand on a, on a long-term deal or deciding not to offer someone a long-term deal at a moment in time or trading somebody and, and bringing in, you know, other types of talent outside the organization. just 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 so there are times a player has to assert his rights and do what's best for him, whether it's taking the club to arbitration. If that's what makes sense for him or turning down. Uh, a long-term contract extension because he thinks he can get more in free agency, or or filing a grievance, you know, to to assert his rights in a certain area. And I respect that. I think that's exactly what the player should do if it's important to him. I wouldn't um, ever tell a player what to do or not do with his career and his family's future. And these guys show up to the ballpark every day, not not knowing if they're going to be traded later that day and they have to pick up their family and move. So long term issues like whether they want to get to free agency whether they want to sign a contract extension etc those are important things that we respect and we want them to fight through but when you when you do assert your rights, it comes with some uncertainty so like if you turn down a long term deal and you're a really good player and you start to get within um, a shouting distance of free agency, your name's probably going to come up in trade rumors, and you' are used to that. When you're a top prospect, your name comes up in trade rumors. When you haven't quite established yourself yet as an everyday player, but you're, you're talented, your name's going to come up in trade rumors. And when you're a really good player with an aggressive representation and you haven't signed a long-term extension and you're getting closer to free agency, your name's going to come up in trade rumors, And that's unless you've signed. So that's, those are some of the trade-offs involved for the player and for the club, and we're all mature enough to handle it, and when you come together in spring training hopefully you're still all together and and you know you can as anthony said those great relationships continue and and you're on the same side trying to go out and win as many of those 162 ball games as you can so i hope chris bryant's here i think it's probably more likely than not that 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 he is he's he's you know one of the best players in the game he's an important player to us all we've said um this winter is that this is a winner. we're going to be open to listening on anybody because we have a transition coming up and we can, you know, in certain areas, we're going to have to be proactive and make sure that we, you know, improve the long-term health of the organization and we don't want to fall off a cliff and go into a long five-year downswing like some clubs have had after long periods of success. We've never said we're out to trade Chris Bryant or it's likely we trade Chris Bryant or anything like that. So, um, you know, every day that we get closer to spring training, um, you know, it makes it more likely that, 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 any individual player is going to be here and I do know when we get to spring we're all going to come together and there are going to be no hurt feelings and we're going to move forward together as we always do as Anthony said
1: in his quote. Theo, so it's far more likely that he's still going to be on the team as you just said in spring training. Is there still a chance that the two sides can come up with an agreement on an extension like you were talking about?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's always a chance. So just like trades are hard, signing long-term deals are, are difficult too. You know, a lot goes into it. And I, I, as I said earlier, I respect the player's right to to sign if he likes the offer or, or not to sign and, and, and sort of bank on free agency. So um, nothing's ruled in, ruled out. You can look at, you know, a player's representation as a sort of an indicator or a trend, but that's not proof-dispositive of, of anything. You can look at failed attempts to sign a player in the past, um, and that might be an indicator, but it's not proof-dispositive of anything. So you're, you're always one phone call away from uh, getting a deal done, even one that might seem unexpected at the time.
1: Uh, and, and while there's been rumors about Chris, there's also been good rumors about Javi on the other side. Is anything close with you and Javi or any other Cub on an extension?
2: Um, I, nothing's close. Um, there's nothing specific to report. I'll say that, you know, in general, just grouping, grouping all our players together. You know, some guys we've had no conversation with because it just either hasn't been the right time for, for the player or hasn't been the right time for the club. Other players we've talked to and it's clear nothing's going to get done and we've moved on this winter and then other, other players we've talked to and, and, you know, there's still some level of engagement, some hope and some understanding of respective positions and some deliberation. So um, that's just a general answer to say, like, of course, there's always a chance, uh, but that we're not, we're not close with any one player at this time.
0: Theo, what are you willing to share with or able to share with us with regard to your feelings on the story that has rocked your sport over the last couple of days with the Astros and the Red sox and and the overall integrity of the game that that may be challenged in certain ways?
2: Yeah, I mean I, 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 I feel like this issue is obviously an important one and does touch on the integrity of the game. and so i'm I'm just glad that there's real intervention by MLB and there's been real discipline and, and it hasn't been easy to get to that point. Because you know, through the history of the game, there's been, um, rumors sometimes, sometimes not, but rumors surrounding, you know, teams that, uh, and individuals that, that, push the envelope and get to the point of breaking rules and creating an on player playing field. It's really hard to prove it. And if, it's, if you can't prove it, it's really hard to discipline and it's really hard to affect change. And it's hard to create that level playing field. So a few years ago, major league baseball decided that, you know, there, there was sort of enough rumor out there and there were enough things going on in various aspects of the game on and off the field where they needed to create, um, a very powerful and effective Department of Investigations. It wasn't easy to do. I'm sure it wasn't fun to do, but they built out that department, and now they have a really powerful investigative branch. And without that, they never would have been able to get to the bottom of of uh, you know what was going on in, in 2017, and they wouldn't be able to conduct the investigations are currently. Conducting. So I applaud them for that and I encourage them to continue. And it's it's good to know that when there is suspicion, um, these issues can be investigated. I think that'll, that, that'll create, um, uh, you know, a real deterrent. Um, and, and I think it'll create justice and it'll allow the commissioner to get to a point where he can be confident in creating a a level playing field going forward. So I think, you know, we know, uh, as Anthony said the other day, we can only speak to what goes on in our clubhouse, and we're 100% certain that, um, you know, we're not guilty of any of those types of infractions. So, obviously, we encourage the commissioner to continue investigating and, and to um, do everything he can to create the level playing field that that the game deserves, and we applaud the effort so far.
1: Yeah. And, and before we let you go, what you just said there to continue to investigate, do you believe there are other teams who have cheated?
2: Uh, I'm not going to say. But I'll just say, you know, clearly there have been, you know, the 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 rumors have been more than just one or two clubs. You know, I think you guys know there've been there've been handful of clubs and, and that there have been rumors about. It's not my job to say who should be investigated or who shouldn't, but it just feels good knowing that Major League Baseball has the capacity uh, to do that type of investigation. And and now that. Yeah, they also have the uh, the willingness to do so. So that's from, from our vantage point, that's a good thing.
1: Theo, we love that you pick up the phone for us. Thanks for doing it. Happy New Year and all the best coming up in 2020. Thanks, Theo.
2: Thanks, guys. Enjoy the rest of the playoffs, and we'll see you in spring springtime. There you yeah. go. Yeah.
1: Theo Epstein is always like this. Like, say what you want about, and that's what always amazes me, is you don't like their plan. You don't like the situation they've got into in free agency. You don't like that Chris Bryant could get traded. There's lots of rumors going on. He's not scared no, he'll to, to pick up the phone it. and to say, hey, why is Chris Bryant getting traded? Are you signing anybody? What's going on? He'll answer. And that's not the case with all, no.
0: everyone in this city. I actually think our conversation with him at the same time last year, and a lot of it focused on Addison Russell, yes. I believe, was one of the best conversations we had in calendar 2019. So thanks to Jesse, Peter Chase, Way to and, go, uh, Jess. and Theo
1: Epstein for joining us.